two beards and a moustache, mate. Welcome, everybody, to episode three of Two Beards and a Moustache. Yes, we're still going. Third episode in. We have not been pulled off the internet yet. We've still got followers, hopefully. And Smave and Baza are still here and have not left the company just yet. How are you boys doing tonight? All right? Not bad, mate. Not bad. <laughs> Fucking classic. <laughs> Smave? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> the most lively host across the internet. <laughs> you've got yourself, not to go in too depth, Smave, you've got yourself a bit of a following amongst uh, our followers. They, uh, they ask me on a regular basis whether you're interested or not. Um, I say to them, it's just what he's like in real life. <laughs> Before we start, uh, I want to give a thank you once again to those who listened to last week's podcast and the podcast before. Also, a shout out to those at Spotify, Google Podcasts and iTunes who allowed our ugly mugs to be on those platforms. You can now reach our beautiful voices from the comfort of any application you like to use. Uh, or an Alexa, as I found out this week. Um, I won't talk about that story now. She's just turned on right now. Anyway, moving on. Um, this week's going to have the same format as every other week. Um, we have got our big theme, and then we will go into gaming and culture, as well as playing our much-loved game, Place the Comment, at the end. Uh, the theme this week, big one, is talking about augmented reality and virtual reality. We'll then move on to the famous Battle Royale games that are hitting the gaming market by a storm. And then we're going to talk about how how potentially productive having a four-day work week would be. And as I said, Baza will be leading this week's place of comment after a solid 5-3 victory over me last week. How are you boys feeling? Any comments before we start? Baza, you going to say it? I'm feeling excited, mate. I'm feeling it. <laughs> me. Don't blow the roof off. Hey, <laughs> how are you feeling, mate? All right. Really good. Got warm feet. All right. Fucking hell, mate. You've got to be more boring, mate. You've got to stick to your, stick to your guns, all right? You don't want to hear about your feet. Though I would like to welcome the foot fetish uh, hashtag. Uh, no? No. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's start. So the first, first subject today is AR. We're going to call it AR versus VR. Uh, so augmented reality versus virtual reality. Uh, the reason why we chose this is I think it's a good point. In the media recently, there's been um, conversations around the fact that virtual reality hasn't really taken off. Um, we have lots of companies over the last five years investing in it, uh, gaming-wise, um, and also obviously on a work level, which I'll explain uh, about later on, uh, and also how good augmented reality is doing right, right now and how that did take off. Probably isn't seen as much in the media right now, but did take off over the last couple of years. Uh, first things first, just to explain to everyone what these are in case you have been living under a rock or don't know the difference. Augmented reality... Um, is using the uh, the world around you, of course, but placing a digital item in that world, i.e. through the camera of your smartphone or, you know, Google Glasses, things like that. Virtual reality does put you into a different world while wearing a headset, uh, so you can experience a different environment while sat on the comfort of your chair or in your car, etc. Not while driving, of course, but in your car. Uh, and then we'll discuss a third option later on. Uh, before we go into the specifics of these boys, um, let's start with augmented reality. Do you guys use it? Have you used it before? Do you know what it is? Do I need to go into more detail, Mazda? Um, the, the only thing that comes to mind at the moment, mate, is probably Pokemon Go. Um, I know that's probably a very sort of menial use of AR, but 
that's the one that is probably most recent for me. Um, obviously, I jumped on the Pokemon Go hype when it first came out. Um, in terms of experience of it, I don't really know a lot about it. I'm not sure uh, sort of what the, the uses are at the moment, uh, how far it's come. Um, so pretty limited, if I'm honest. That's all right. That's all right. That's what, that's what we're here for. Smave, do you use augmented reality? Have you used it before? I have used it in Pokemon Go as well, and that's it. Sponsored <laughs> by Pokemon Go on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, though. I mean, when it first came out, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I like it. Uh, the idea of it. I think I think it's potentially better than VR. Just because what I get worried about is with VR is that you put it on and everything is like you know through the screen so motion sickness and stuff like that, i swear that's gonna happen yeah. that's gonna happen yeah, to yeah. me in a heartbeat it might like not be so bad as they are for sure so i mean we'll start with augmented reality first but i 100 percent agree with virtual reality that's definitely some of the things people are saying so if i give you some um real life uses right now so you can see where it has been used because uh, as i said at the start the media don't really big up augmented reality too much the highlight in the media uh probably most recently, of course, was Pokemon Go, where it hit the world by storm. Um, but it is used a lot by other people. So we've got a few examples here. So there's an award-winning airport app out there um, called Gatwick Airport Passenger App. Very simple name. So it does exactly what it says in the tin. That's won multiple awards for putting beacons in terminals so people can see where they have to go. And they can navigate through their mobile phone to these beacons if they don't know where the exits are or where their gate is, etc. Do you think that's useful, boys? Would you use that yourself? I think that's very cool, mate. I think that's um, yeah, that's a very very good application of it. Um, I don't know, sort of like that's obviously Wi-Fi dependent or data dependent, yeah. right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, but it's apparently a little stat for you before I tell you the next one is ten uh, percent of people get lost in an airport before they go on a holiday. Yeah, you believe that one. Yeah, yeah I'm, part of that. I'm part of that. <laughs> I am download. part of that. Oh, if you go to Gatwick, <laughs> download the Gatwick Airport passenger straps, maybe. I might. I might. Beacon straight to your fucking plane, mate. I genuinely might. <laughs> yeah. well, that's one use. One of the second uses is um, by IKEA, um, Deluxe paint, uh, paint, the paint company, and Lowe's Help Remodel. What these people, what these companies are doing, sorry is using AR in a very um, unique way, in my opinion. So let's use IKEA first. Say you were looking to buy a unit, a sofa, a bed, for example. You can put on these goggles uh, and place that item in your house before you buy it, and you could literally move it around in your house and visualize, probably in the best way possible, what it would look like in this, in your space, which is pretty cool. I don't know what you boys think about that, but that sounds pretty cool. I think Buying it's very a... cool, mate. Yeah, for sure. Try before you buy, literally. Literally, placing it in there. Um, and I think that's an amazing idea to see if it fits. The deluxe one is you changing the paint of your walls again before you buy it, physically changing the paint of your walls using AR. Very cool. Again, very cool. Fucking crazy. Uh, and then Home Improvements is the other company. So they they are if you I mean it sounds silly, but if you rip away a wall, would it look good, etc. There's only a certain level of of the um, realism you can do with that. But again, that's pretty crazy. Would you guys use that? I think that's they're, they're fucking. They're, I think that's taking it to the level that I would want to use that. Hundred percent, mate. Those sort of applications are ones that would save you the big, big bucks, and I, I can see them being used by the mass population. Uh, they, they'll probably be fairly easy to use. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I like the sound of it as well. It's going to be if they're starting off like that. It's going to spread as well. Everyone will be using it. 
soon it'll be like, I wonder what a hooker looks like on my sofa. <laughs> For fuck's sake, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, not what I want. Uh, um, no. Any hooker companies out there, any pimps want to sponsor this podcast? Um, Please don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then before I get other opinions, moving on from the hooker, uh, companies like Rolex uh, are using it so you could try on watches etc or change the faces of your of the of one watch um just by using ar and also healthcare are using it as well um so they can see inside your body in terms of the way the veins are working uh etc etc bones breaking etc i know that seems like a lot of information stuff maybe you haven't seen before uh obviously gaming is a big thing as well i'll quickly run through the games before we think about what we else we could use it for but pokemon go Broke millions of records. Uh, it's still about today, by the way. They've had an update, but people didn't use it as much. But it's, it was famed for the fact that not only did it use AR, but it brought kids out of the house, um, which is pretty good. There's a couple of other apps as well. So there's an app where you can play statues out in the world uh, and have a look at that. There's machines where you can play a kind of Age of Empires style game um, on a table. Uh, so you use a table in your house, and then this game obviously uses AR on your table. Um, Tamagotchi, if you remember the old Tamagotchis we used to have when we were a kid. Well, not me personally, but I know Smay was addicted. Um, you could have live Tamagotchis on your table as well and have let them run about. A little bit like Pokemon Go, but slightly different. Um, and then a zombie game as well, um, where you were in your house and you'd move around your house and zombies would come out of the blue um, using your actual real surroundings in your house. So that's kind of giving you a summary of what AR is and what's done right now. What I want, kind of want your opinions on. I want you guys to be as creative as you can, judging by what is being used now. Um, what do you think it could be used for? Or have you got any ideas yourselves what you think you could use it for? Apart from hookers, of course. I mean, sort of the first thing that springs to mind is jobs or tasks that are very dangerous to learn. Um, and it, you, you effectively be able to put into an environment that's safe. And you can make as many mistakes as you like um, whilst learning, you know, a job or a task that's uh, life-threatening effectively. Um, it sounds very cool. It seems like at the moment it's very limited to sort of the retail space. And I, I get why that is because obviously yeah. it's very accessible. Um, but I'd love to see it sort of like, say, for example, something like, I know VR, there is, uh, you know, pilot simulators and all that sort of shit. Um, but an, an AR version or an AR application of that would be very cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Smee, one point I want to ask you about is you're a man that uh, you know, likes cars and has done up cars before. Being able to use AR to see what body kit would look like on your car or the exhaust or things like this, would, would that be handy? I don't know. What do you think from like a mechanic perspective or any other ideas you've got yourself? Uh, yeah, no, that, that would actually be like really good to be able to see what things look like. Because there's so many little things that you can add as well like to your car. And some of them are like super expensive. Like little things that you don't expect, like eyebrows or something for you. That's just an example for your like, headlights. You're like, yeah. I wonder what that's going to look like. I mean, you can Google it. And you always get looks at Googles, but yeah. <laughs> but you can, yeah, you can add it. Or you could, like, I wonder if you could just do, like, tattoos, put tattoos on yourself. 100%. So this is what I was going to say, yeah. So AR has been used for a lot of things. So there's apps out there that you can adjust what your beard would look like, for example. I know there's the beard thing, but there's physical beard. There's talk of tattoos, like you said. Um, it's going so far now where you can literally try before you buy on a, on a mass level 
Yeah. Um, you know, what would you look like with a wooden leg? <laughs> you know, things like this. What would I look like with a beard? <laughs> what would you look like with... What would happen if Snape grew hair? <laughs> <laughs> On my face. I mean, I got hair. <laughs> so obviously, yeah. <laughs> there's no confirmation of that. Um, but I know there's a lot of things you could use that are not necessarily serious. And like Baza said, there's a lot of retail use for it. I mean, um, something that hasn't been tried yet, which I think would be very good as well. Clothing, I think, could be amazing in terms of trying on clothes. I know size fitting and stuff is, is hard, potentially, but uh, how you know how it would look on you, your complexion-wise, things like that. Would you boys think about that? Would that be a decent use for it? So, so how does this actually work at the moment, mate? Is it like using your, your smartphone's camera? How exactly? Yeah, exactly. So it's very much the it. camera, or there's uh, a few cases of you know goggles that can be used. Um, not like virtual reality goggles, but like um, you know the Google Google specs that got brought out. Google Glass, yeah. yeah. Google Glass that uses their normal glasses, but obviously they had a map on them, GPS routes, things like this. Um, so it's very much used, has to have a lens to project it. Um, but the main point is, it's all about using the world around you and putting something into that world as opposed to taking you to a different world. Okay. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a very cool idea. And 100% the things with like, you know, changing your hairstyle before you do it, all things where once you've done it, you can't go back. Um, that would be awesome. Uh, I mean, personally, I haven't heard sort of a lot of people. There's not a lot of buzz around it at the moment. That may just be because not a lot of people know about it. Um, but I think it can be one of those things where the early adopters, the companies that jump on it when it's sort of young, are going to benefit massively because try before you buy in this day and age is w- would be unbelievable, especially with the sort of things that you could you could apply it to, like um, you know buildings housing decorations clothing tattoos tattoos would be a massive market because that's like literally a permanent uh, mark in your body um and and going through all the different styles and different um sort of combinations you could have that that'd be unreal yeah for sure like there's a tattoo man smith like it would work perfectly right yeah right obviously i i want to see how it looks because if it looks like it's got to look good but otherwise, it's kind of like, what's the point? You know what I mean? Like, it's got to be literally like a photo. Yeah, of, so this is a problem the right now. Like, I yeah. agree with that 100%. Yeah. So the, the problem right now is, so firstly, uh, we're very much talking about retail right now. We'll move on to business in a second. But it's the problem right now is the, is the realism, of course. You're placing something in a real world. It needs to fit in. Pokemon Go worked very well because cartoons in a real world works. Um but things like GPS routes uh, is massive. I think with you know Google Glass started that. I mean, they, they didn't obviously it wouldn't in 2014 it came out. I think so. It's obviously not taken off. Um, not many people bought it. I think the price tag put them off. But when you think about um, wearing a set of glasses and having GPS, that's quite cool. And you know they tried to put social media on it as well, um, which again, as we spoke about last week, is massive. The things where it really does work, though, right now, um, and has the potential to work even further, um, is in business. So uh, a couple of things. If you're in a boardroom, let me give you a couple of examples. If you're in a boardroom and you're having a meeting, picture like, so if you've got a space that may be small, you're allowed, but you're able to use the surroundings uh, better because you've got these lenses that put things into the surroundings. The best example I can give you is like, imagine a house 
when you're in a living room, there's only a sofa, not room for a TV. You put these shades on and the TV then forms in the wall. But you don't actually have to have a physical TV there, right? Or a boardroom meeting, as I said, where two people can't make it, but they can be there in augmented reality. So they can physically be there and you can see them for a Skype type format, but in body, uh, as you see in movies, for example, like in the event last couple of last Avengers films. Um, or again, using your surroundings, you may have seen it. Microsoft did it. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but placing a video game on your table like Minecraft and be able to see that or the tactical view in, um, what is it? Battlefield. Do you remember when you used to have they had that feature where someone could tell you where people are and you'd be the team on the ground. Like these kind of features to me sound like something that really could be crazy in the future. And they're not actually that far away now. Like, are they just, do you think they're just niches and would never just kind of like a flash in a pan or there actually could be some real uses for it? Uh, I think that the temporary application uh, usage sounds very interesting. Sort of like the, the idea that you could have uh, a TV, if, if they managed to interlace video onto that and it, was, it looked as good, if not better, as watching a real TV, I'd be, I'd be all over that 100% because um, making sort of like use of limited space you know, having a, having a temporary TV, so to speak, or a temporary laptop or, or anything like that, um, that would be very cool. It, the only thing that I would sort of um, question about that is, is then the cost, because to get something yeah. that, that's, that's that good, that realistic, and works that well, you're going to be paying a lot of money um, to get an, a, a device that could, that could produce that. 100%. And as, as, what do you think about Smave? Is there positive uses for it, or realistic uses, not just gaming-wise? Yeah, I definitely think there is. And it's like, with anything, in time, if it's something that's going to progress, in time, it will get cheaper. And what if it, like, replaces, you know? What if it goes, oh, we're, we're replacing? Like, there is no more. Like, you know how, like, you, it, wasn't that, it wasn't even that long ago. It was only, what, like, I don't know, 15 years ago when people had tube TVs? Now, like, when you see one, it's like seeing an antique. Yeah, like you see one on the street, and you're like, "Oh my god, look how look how big that TV is! Like, why is it so long?" Um, when they first came out, though, like, um, like 720p or whatever, like uh, HD TV, when they came out, they were like super expensive, you know. And then yeah. everything gradually gets cheaper, doesn't it? So, like yeah, now, the, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think like the price bracket is the problem, and I think yeah. the reason why we sound like, like I'm trying my best to give us some information on it, but there isn't that much about it. Yeah. There's a lot of hearsay, if I'm honest. Like, there's a lot of this could happen, that could happen. I mean, Google Glass flopped. Um, Wait, is it going to yeah. be like? Is it going to be like um, Blu-ray versus HD? Do you remember that the battle for yeah. Blu-ray versus HD? <laughs> the red versus blue, yeah. Yeah, and then and then one of them just wins and disappears, falls off the map, and no one cares. Well, you know, Microsoft. If Microsoft get involved, whatever one they choose, will go off the map because that's how it works, right? Yeah. <laughs> back to the fucking gaming situation um but the thing is with ar though it truly is the future because i think yeah this is probably a subject for another podcast but how reliant are we in now are we now on technology mm-hmm. uh, also having things at your fingertips that you never had before also <laughs> there's a conversation sorry Baz. there's a conversation of you not needing to be that smart because google will tell you and if you have glasses on, that, I know I'm probably getting a bit science fiction here, but you have glasses on where you can search stuff while you're thinking it. 
That like, could be a nightmare. These things are not too far away, is what I'm saying. And this is probably a little bit further. Sorry, Baz, what were you going to say? But I was going to say, mate, depending on the power, I know we were talking literally just now about the cost, but depending on the power that they could put into this thing and the technology, if you imagine what you could replace uh, in your home with yep. this AR, like you could, in theory, replace your PC, t- all your TVs, um, it, it, in a way, it probably would pay for itself. It would probably even itself out. Um, but the problem with this sort of technology is you have to have early adopters um, for it to springboard and sort of start to raise up the ranks. So at the moment, probably in the next couple of years, I don't imagine us seeing too much around this, but it's definitely one to look out for in the future, I'd say. Yeah. What were you going to say, Smith? I was going to say it's like um, certainly podcast free and it's a second reference to the same episode of uh, Black Mirror. Of Black Mirror. Like, yeah. It could be, it's one of them things, it's exactly like that, where you're like walking down and it can pop up with things. Exactly do you know, like, that, do you know yeah. how like your phone, like, you know, you go to Sainsbury's or something and you come out and your phone will pop up with like a little thing in a bar at the top and it'll go, want to write a, v- a review for Sainsbury's? And it's like, not really, it's yeah. Sainsbury's. But imagine that crap popping up in front of your face, like you're walking along and it's like just giving you random e- information. And like, very very yeah. cool, mate, yeah. yeah, yeah there's like, a thing of like responding to it as well, like Stephen Hawkins spoke through a machine, right? Yeah. If he can do it by twi- was twitching his eye, wasn't it, or something like that? Oh, I have no idea, but... You can link that, I think it was, and you can link that, like, if you could literally program the glasses to respond with the way you twitch or whatever, I don't know, like... Yeah. It's one of those things now where I'm imagining, like, adverts popping up as you're walking along, walking oh, you know? That would be the most <laughs> annoying thing, wouldn't it? You would just be like, get out of it. Like, really? You have to pay for ad blocker, and... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I thought of a good idea though, like a great idea for a, an app when you get the glasses. You could do Acid Simulator. It just really messes with crap. And you just, but it doesn't let you know. Instead of being like, oh, I wonder what your walls look like, it just goes, didn't expect that to happen in your TV, did you? Like, that would freak you out, mate. <laughs> TV's melting off the wall now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> drug dealers out there waiting for fucking AR now to go like... Yeah, literally. I'll sign you a, I'll sign you a 10 bag. <laughs> I think that goes actually quite nicely into VR, though. So um, virtual reality, as we know, you boys have experienced it, and yourself, no doubt, or seen people play it. Um, it's taken off a lot in the gaming scene um, with Oculus Rift and Hive. Sony bringing out their own one, um, a couple of others out there as well. There's even you know Samsung's one for their phones. There's Google Cardboard, which you can pretty much make most phones into some sort of virtual reality the best you can. Um, but the, the, right now in the media, it's got this weird situation where it's not really got to the... So it's been out for nearly six, seven years. But it's not really got to the heights of people expected it to go. And I think as a human race right now, we want everything fast and technology to go faster and faster. Um, before we go on to what virtual reality could be, because I've got some ideas and some uh, things for you as well. Have you boys played VR before? Did you like it? Do you think it's a good gaming experience, first and foremost? Or uh, I played a bit of Resident Evil 7 in on the uh, PSVR. Um, I think it's it's a very cool experience, and it's something you should definitely give give a go. Um, the one thing that they still haven't worked out, even after all this time, is how to deal with motion sickness. Because uh, some people they say they don't experience it at all, but after a couple of hours of, on on a VR system, you will start to experience something. Not an out-of-body experience, but something where you feel disconnected from what you're seeing. Um, and it makes you feel sick, for sure. So 
I thought it was very interesting and it was something that I wouldn't personally go out and buy because I, I tried it around mates, but it's something that you should definitely experience at least once. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You used it before, Smee, or watched it at least? I never have. Um, no, I never used it. I'm more, I'm more, I'm wondering who, who's your mate then, Bather? Are there mates? <laughs> Don't like the sound of that. No, oh, no. Sorry, mate. I only have two mates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, but no, I've never, I've never used it. Um, I've watched plenty of videos on it, and I don't know. I'm not too drawn in by it, just because I know I will feel sick. Like I know it won't take long. I'll be on it ten minutes. I'll be like, ah, all right, sweet. That was worth it. Now That's what I feel. I'm moving on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, ten minutes of gameplay. Now I've got to lay down for an hour. Uh, <laughs> I think I think that's literally the problem with VR right now. Uh, you both hit it nail on the head. The reason why the idea of it is amazing. I mean, what um, Skyrim went on VR quite recently. I think um, you know, there's games that you wish you could be inside. I mean, we've all had this dream of imagine if I was that character, right? And the thought process of it is amazing. Uh, driving games as well, like being in the car, would be sick. Um, you know, things like this is an amazing idea, but the reason why it's not really taken off, as you said, is motion sickness, lagginess, choppy, kind of virtual reality experience. Um, you know, the roller coaster is a very um, you know, used one where uh, you, know, you literally go on a roller coaster, obviously, in virtual reality, and it makes you feel like you're falling, things like this. It's getting bad press because of it, but there has been some uses where it's actually really taking off and it's not it's more out of the gaming world which i think is a sad thing for us because the gaming world is where i think it potentially you know could have got most of its fame but so the military use it right now um for training so they're, they're able to do massive masses of huge range simulations both on foot um you know in in the air or wherever whatever type of military it is um, they're able to practice actually in that environment instead of you know as they would have done i'm not a military man but they would obviously have set up sites where they would practice etc um and boot camps virtual boot camps as well um which have really taken the world well taken the military side by storm it allowed them to do things like more in depth than they've ever been able to do before you boys see the benefit for that in the military can you see why they use it yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, that's probably the the most um, realistic and worthwhile application at the moment because it's all about investment, right? But the reason I think that it didn't take off so well with gaming is because what a lot of people imagined with VR was they'd be able to run around in their room and they'd be whatever they did in real life would be reflected in the, in the game. Whereas sort of like the reality is a lot of the games you're still moving with the controller, you're looking around obviously with your head in VR. Some games that like well, some systems like the Vive, you, you do have the controllers and you can move your arms, etc. But I think it's a lot more basic compared to what people's ex expectations were. Um, and I think it's something that requires a l quite heavy investment at the moment to get that level of realism. Um, so applications like the Army, yeah, that, that, that's probably where it's suited to right now. Yeah, for sure. I'm struggling, like, with how good it looks. So... I'm I'm wondering how they're yeah. getting how they're getting benefits, and wouldn't they get better benefits from AR by like adding crap into the real world? Yeah. So the, the the main reason for it is you you're able to put trainee soldiers in difficult situations without the actual um, danger. Okay. Um, 
So it's so, basically completely removed from that environment. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You're able to do trainings or simulations where you know, you're not using real-world bullets or it simulates the idea of being in a war zone when you're not in a war zone. Yeah, yeah. So I know what you mean about AR. It'd be cool for that. Um, but AR's not really got that power yet to a certain extent. I mean, I know we've glossed over the idea of how mad it could get, but right now VR is on a different level with that in terms of how much you can program in. Yeah. I mean, the other usage is as well, uh, sport. So, you know, training again in sports um, to analyze technique and athletic performance or your swing in golf, things like this. But also, you know, user experience, sporting events. So some broadcasters are now streaming games in virtual reality. You've probably seen Sky offer it uh, if you watch that or you know, things like that. But also the idea of virtual tickets being sold soon. So it's like you're in the arena watching the game when you're not. Do you boys take part in that? What do you think about that sport being used for it? Uh, I think it's, in my opinion, mate, it's a pretty gimmicky thing because until you, you get it to a level where it, it literally feels like when you put on the helmet, you're in a different world um, and you're there. I don't think it's anywhere near that at the moment, especially not on the commercial side of things. Um, so nah, not not for me personally. Smith, fancy that? Not really. <laughs> 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 a lot of hate on VR in the chat right there. Not, I'm not hating. I think it's got potential to be good, like for sure. Um, but just maybe a, a little bit more time. We're in the like PS1 stages. It feels like in the moment. We need it's to early get, polygon graphics, mate. Yeah, you know, it's, it's when it gets when it goes a bit a bit further. Maybe then I'd give it a go. But right now, I just. I don't really fancy it. <laughs> I, I would probably say that the biggest benefit of um, AR versus VR at the moment is the equipment loader, right? With, with VR, you have to have this hefty headset. Um, you obviously get motion sickness. You have these controllers. You're wired in. Uh, AR at the moment seems like a much more freedom-laid possibility and also a lot lighter on the gear. For sure, but there's some benefits for VR as well. So, like, like I mean, the main point you boys are making is you know, graphically is probably one of the biggest problems now to get some realism out here. And the benefit of AR is the fact you're placing something in the real world. So graphically is slightly different. Uh, but there's places, three places where VR is working very, very well right now. So mental health, um, you know, a big, you know, big follower that we've got, you know, we like, we talk about all the time, the whole pipe dream thing is, you know, not, not letting people tell you that things are impossible. VR allows people to give them therapy. Um, in, if they've faced a traumatic event and things like that. This is case studies, of course, but it's helped people cut, recover, apparently. Uh, it treats anxiety, phobias, depression, things like this. It's like a safe environment for patients to come in contact with things they fear as well, to try and get over their fears, uh, while being in a controlled and safe environment as well. So it's like overcoming fears without actually jumping out the plane or you know, being in front of a dog or something like this. Um, also, on the top of that, medical training as well. So people practicing surgeries and procedures without actually doing it on a real-life person. For as sure, they yeah, can yeah, learn yeah. and make mistakes. Uh, and education as well. So um, you know, being able to be in a digital classroom, no matter where you are in the world, or go on virtual field trips, or when a, you know, a history teacher is talking about, you know, I don't know, you know, back in the day of World War II, like taking you to a virtual, I mean, again, graphically, I understand what you're saying, but it doesn't, at that point, it doesn't need to be as graphically amazing, I guess. So, um, but it helps with people that may have special needs or, you know, things like this to help them understand more. What do you boys think about those three things? Can you see, can you see like a, that much of a benefit for it? I mean, they're, they're, they're working right now, but. 
uh application wise yeah for sure for sure 100 percent um the, the one thing i question is sort of like the the budget because to, to have right now to to justify uh vr systems in education is probably quite difficult um yeah. but i'd imagine something like the medical field that's that's an amazing opportunity right because like you said and as i touched on previously it, it's a, a real world situation that you can put yourself into um where there's no real world consequences um so it's amazing for for that specific use for sure yeah yeah i agree that's a that's like a good idea it's it's a good place to put it it, it moved forward as well it's only going to get better so i mean I, I i would also argue you have to have it in these sort of spaces because that's where you're going to see development like as much as we we love to we'd love to see it in gaming um I would argue you could probably only go so far initially because a again it's the early adopter argument that not a lot of people are going to be able to afford it and those that can it's probably going to be a flash in the pan um so you need these industries to to sort of pile on investment and pile on uh, research as well because everyone who's taking part in this is is contributing towards the research towards bettering the product so yeah so if we talk about you know the industries that could be affected long term and, and you know get again get your boy's opinion on uh on this like there's a few industries that people are worrying about as well as um you know potentially benefiting as well so let's say um so right now you can have you on google maps you can visit a store for example and w- walk through that store in a virtual reality not virtual reality but in a virtual environment you can see what that store is like and how it looks and where it is where the security can, cameras are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, estate agents right now are using it, which is probably one of the best uses I've seen right now, where you can actually, instead of going out of your way to go and visit a house that you want to buy or rent, you can actually have a virtual tour around the house without being there. That's very cool. quite handy. Um, it's also the idea of, I mean, this is where it starts getting crazy, but the idea of making... Uh, you know, this is too far away right now, but being the idea of going on holiday without actually going on holiday, so trying to mimic the surroundings of you going to a, a you know, a Spain or a whatever, whichever country you think of, and teleporting yourself there while being sat on your sofa, so in the holiday environment. Uh, and then there's a scare factor as well, where pe- this is where people, you know, you get the haters for, you know, big style haters, the simulations of, um, you know, a Sims kind of vibe where you're actually controlling a character in a virtual world when you're, have you watched the film Surrogates, that kind of thing? Um, do you think in the future the world's going to go too crazy? Uh, have you seen the film Ready Player One recently? I don't know if you boys have watched that. Steven Spielberg, head- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when, when they put the headset on and they're actually in a virtual world. Yeah, they like all live in very sort of cramped yeah. environments, yeah. Yeah, and they're, but, they're, but they're, when they turn the headset on, they're in their own little world and playing their own character. Sure. Like, um, yeah, like, it's going I, to get that way, right? Potentially, obviously. I, I would say, way. like, the scare factor. If you go back to sort of when uh, games started looking more realistic, say for example, one of the early Grand Theft Autos, you always had the the news articles or the the scaremongers who are saying this is going to turn the younger generation into killers, you know, rapists, uh, robbers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, yeah. I think there's there's always going to be the naysayers. There's always going to be the people who are against change. Um, but I personally see the, the benefits uh, uh, way outweighing the, the disadvantages in this case. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I do as well. I see, um, 
I think it'd be cool. Like they're already doing VR chat now. Obviously, it's not. Yeah. It's not like in the best stages right now, but it does. <laughs> it, does it, it does look funny, and like you, you can just change your character all the time. Be running around this like. Seen someone the other day that was um, Spider Man, but in a wheelchair. I'm just like, I'm just like, how did that get added in? Like, why? I get Spider Man, but why Spider Man in a wheelchair? I guess. I mean, there's so is many it, different. Yeah, eh? is it taking the internet too far though? Like, it's I, nah. what I mean by that is, is it socially? Yeah, we had a conversation last week about social media being the self that you want to portray. Is being able to be someone completely different in a virtual world, which feels real kind of just take you further away from social interaction like why would you leave your house yeah it's true there are definitely going to be people that end up getting wrapped up in it and spend their life in it and like because you think if they do like a, a runescape type thing or something where you could yeah. like you have like a shop and stuff you might just go on you oh, i better get on people you know the regulars might come in yeah <laughs> <laughs> city, babe, that could happen like a virtual yeah, for sure. world like, got, got to sell those pots yeah, because someone from India and someone from Germany, someone from Russia, and you're in England can all meet in this virtual bar yeah. in the click of your fingers. That's going to be better than you know. That's people will go to that. I'd, I'd go to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But this is going to start. You know, are we socially going away from human contact and going into this? Take this virtual reality is where we want to go. I mean, if we are. Um... <sighs> No one knows it, right? Like no one can say that it's it's a definitive bad thing or a, a good thing. Um, I think we're, we're we're sort of way off, but it's always one of those weird things where I I find it hard when people automatically like they'll they'll put something down um, without much research into it oh, or without sure. yeah. without experiencing it. To be devil's advocate. Yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure, and and that's what I'm saying. Sort of, um, I mean, if we do go that way, it'll be quite interesting to see how lifestyle how sort of like jobs how all of the normal day-to-day stuff develops because you, you, you can imagine like you said you can sit at home bang you're you're in an, uh, an office and you're talking to your boss that kind of thing uh yeah. th- that'd be insane you could tint dating would change Spain would be on dates every night <laughs> yeah he's just like a 3d model just fucking swiping through yeah you both meet as a 3d model before you meet in real life you know what I mean? like there's no risk is there <laughs> a model, just a model of myself, just turning up, walking. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, but like in seriousness, like you're what you're going to avoid rapists. You're going to avoid people like you know. You're going to avoid that awkwardness because you can be the person you want to be. Like it sounds silly. But what if they oh. catfish you? What if you get yeah. there uh, like straight away? You get there and you go, wow, a lot bigger than you looked in your pictures. <laughs> Turn around, quickly, get out the door, get out the door. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean. What if Alexa is actually a woman in this virtual reality and you start talking to her and she's actually all right? Uh, what, why? What, she's going to be real? Well, it should be real in the virtual reality. Uh, I guess so. Sitting you in your headset kitchen. off and you're in your kitchen and she's just a fucking robot someone's, speaker. Someone's oh, you're right, Alexa. Yeah, remind me to get some fucking milk, will you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone's going to design her. So it's going to be like the Matrix, you know, the girl in the red dress. Yeah, I'm going drastic here, but you have to look at the way the human mind works, right? It's first they're blown away by shit we're in the virtual world. Then it's like, how far can I push the boundaries? Then suddenly, you know, I'm not going to go into it and take this in a dark way, but there is, I don't know. It just it doesn't scare me. I like the idea of it as well. I mean, as a man who loves MMOs, for example, in a gaming sense, it would be amazing to physically be my character in an open world. But I don't know. I think there's a, re- <laughs> there's a reason why... 
I think there's technology out there that could help forward it. I think there's a, something to think about when it comes to an actual virtual reality. Um, so let's try and end it with your voice opinion on what you'd prefer before we go into the final thing. Actually, you know what? We'll talk about the final thing first and I'll get your opinion. So as you probably heard before, or have heard it in the news, a few, uh, I think it's two years now, maybe three years ago, um, Mr. Mr. Microsoft, I'm going to call him. Um, Spade mentioned him earlier about anything that Microsoft comes out, they might be behind. Um, Google Glass was brought out and then Microsoft decided, you know what, we're going to come and bring something out ourselves. Um, and they, they, you know, called it mixed reality which is combining both elements again as i said before of ar and vr so you've got real world and digital objects to interact with uh, as well as being maybe in like a virtual reality environment now what it is uh it's called hololens as you boys may have heard of hololens before maybe uh, yeah. uh, it, it rings about me i think i saw a couple of articles around it yeah yeah so there's Thanks. there's <laughs> so that's uh <laughs> <laughs> so it was brought out by microsoft to be this next big thing that was going to take them take the mantle off vr what it is in theory is a pair of goggles again as it always is that allows you to change the world around you but also take you to virtual places as well um again this is used in business you, per you can purchase this right now uh on the if you go on microsoft website you can buy it um uh the the individual uh, model is currently sold out, which costs three grand. Uh, the business model uh, is six grand right now when they come and install it in your in your workplace. What it does is use the environment around you uh, as AR would, but on a massive scale. So uh, this is this is the company that is doing the TVs on the wall, that is putting your Facebook feed down one wall and your Twitter feed down another wall. You're scrolling through Instagram on your wall, things like this. It's also bringing, like I said, the Minecraft map on the table where you can, you know, you can play basically a game on your dinner table. Um, it's also taking you into a virtual cinema to watch films in there, things like that. So it's incorporating both the option for AR and VR. Uh, and it's real. It's out there right now. What do you boys think about that? Have you heard of it? Well, obviously, you said you haven't really heard much about it. Would you like the idea of it? Yeah, 100%. I think, I think that's very cool, mate. Um... Uh, than you think it was even possible right now? 100% sort of like with the technology that's out there, um, definitely it's just a matter of cost, right? Whether it can be commercially viable for, uh, you know, the average Joe to go out and buy one, not sure. Um, but no, 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 it sounds very, very cool. Um, the, the one thing I'd say in regards to that is sort of, uh, when you say sort of mixed reality, do you mean uh, as an example, sort of like you could have a video game character in the real world? Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. that kind of thing right right okay yeah, you could be on stage giving a press conference so uh, as an example the, the league of legends there. yeah yeah so the league of legends uh their recent 100 yeah, yeah there's music, that music uh intro yeah yeah that's yeah. very cool there's you know the gorillas do it i would say to a certain extent uh, i think they... yeah at, at the moment um i'd probably argue that it's it's more niche in terms of what people would use it for realistically um, but we're talking about sort of anything from like have, having your phone come up your, up on your wrist, that'd be fucking awesome. Having your, yeah. you know, TV come out the wall, um, having your social media feed, your website, you know, on, on a table, wherever you are. Yeah. That's, that's, this is all that is where I right see now, it going. By the way, like, yeah. this is, yeah. this is actually being done by Microsoft now. 
What do you so, think, mate? So, so, so that's something you can buy now. Sorry, interrupt. Yeah, you can buy it now. Yeah, you can buy now. Six K. Yeah. So yeah. So commercially viable, maybe not yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It looks. I I think it looks awesome. I'm actually on the site. So. Uh, I'm buying one now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm actually. I'm just. I just purchased one. No, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it actually looks amazing. Honestly, I mean, it's not the sleekest looking thing. I wouldn't walk around yeah. the street with it on my head. You look like you look like you do look like a sniper when you got yeah. the hands on, but oh, uh, a sniper, <laughs> future maybe, sniper, maybe, maybe with a helmet on or something as well. <laughs> <laughs> the thing alone, honestly, mate, the thing alone isn't great. Isn't great. It's definitely I mean, not for style. But if you think about offices and it looks amazing, though. Honestly, yeah. like how it works looks amazing. Like when it when it gets to the point where it is just a pair of glasses. And you can just like plod around the street, walk up to like a restaurant, and it just, I was—it's like what we were talking about earlier. Like you walk up to a restaurant, it just pops up four stars. Check out the ratings, mate. Hundred percent, mate. Yeah. That—that'd be nuts, wouldn't it? Just ah, oh. it looks cool as well because like it's literally like when we were talking about that earlier. It in in the pictures, it looks like that. Like the way it's added things in, like people like looking. Oh, you know, I'm just going to add this like voice call in. And there's like someone, on, you're on a voice call with someone where you're like, the hell are they doing? Like changing wires or something. Not sure in, <laughs> where they go, were doing that. Going in a different direction, though, you imagine how mad it would be if you just walked up to someone and you saw like their Facebook profile, their criminal record or something like that. Just pops up instantly. That, that'd, be, that'd be crazy. Yeah, you, you, there's got to be some filters there. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's when you're getting into like, security risk. <laughs> it does, like, just bring up <laughs> deepest secrets. So what are you thinking about right now? <laughs> Go for all the jobs that take too 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 long, right? You're doing it in a virtual AR kind of environment, like an architect, for example, building a city on a table in his living room. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean all these things where you have to physically build things to test it? Think about how many hours are saved when you can do it. Well, not hours of saved of time, sorry, but you know, I don't know, maybe money. I don't know, like this virtual world. What does currency look like in this? I know we're probably going up on a tangent now, but. It will save a lot of time on certain things, and time is what we care about now as a human race, right? The most wish, valuable resource, mate. Yeah, and I, I wish that that like this is it. This is the perfect thing. Doing both, doing both in one. Yeah. So definitely. I wish I, that's what I wish I, I I thought about earlier. It's so simple when you think about it, and then you like overlook it. And the thought of being able to go, oh no, you put them on, it does both. Like you can just like change stuff. You can add it into VR. This is way better. This is like. Actually, this I feel like this is going in the right direction. Definitely, and Microsoft uh, they're very popular. As I said, this, the 3K one sold out. Um, yeah. There's a Hololens two coming out soon. They said 2019, but always gets pushed. They're using this in a business environment now. Skype calls is a big thing. Um, you know, physically being uh, it's not these things we see in movies are not far away now. They're probably being done. We just don't see it. Uh, cost is always going to be an implication now as well, of course. So, just get your final opinions on it, boys. AR versus VR. Are you a fan? What's your final opinion on it? Which one do you prefer? I think after talking about it, mate, the mixed one sounds like <laughs> the, the yeah, best no, one. one. It's literally the best of both worlds, mate. It ticks all the boxes. Um, Price-wise, obviously at the moment unfeasible, but give it maybe three or five years, you'll probably see it in like your local supermarket, Argos, etc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 and sleeker. I bet in like three or five years, they look like people would be laughing again. Fucking Ray banned one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you remember the original six K? <laughs> you know, like when people used to laugh at people, like way back in like you buy a DVD player for like it cost you like a grand or something, and it was this disgusting, ugly block. 
And then, you know, gradually the stuff just got smaller. Now you've got the, the PS2 for 600 quid. Do you know what I mean? Like when that came out. Hey, it's a giggle, isn't it? When you think yeah. about that. Like, it will, eventually, that's the thing with technology. Eventually, people will look back on that and just go, oh, remember that thing, that big clunky thing? And, like, it couldn't even do half the stuff of, like, what you can buy from Argos now, a bush one. <laughs> a bush one. <laughs> bush. Bought a bush one the other day. It's better than the, the original. <laughs> I, reckon, I I agree though. That it's funny because we've just done all that talk about them, like, oh, which one's better? And it turns out, but put them together. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I want, <laughs> that's why I won't save it to the end because it does show. Um, there's two points I wanted to finish on before we move on to gaming. You know, the stuff we suggested could be a possibility actually is happening with Hololens right now, potentially. Um, you know, they're only allowed to show certain things, but there's definitely talk about things happening, and it's not as far away as we think. Um, I think the world maybe isn't quite ready for it yet, but again, it does look amazing and there is possibilities to save lives with it, save time with it, um, you know, just save a lot of money probably in general as well. Um, but yeah, my opinion seems you boys, mixed reality is the way to go. Um, I might try and buy it. No, I'm joking, it ain't gonna happen. Uh-uh. Um, CR review for it in 2021, uh, be done by Baza probably. <laughs> Maybe probably would have died trying it by that point. <laughs> Motion sick to death, mate. Motion sickness to death, mate. Electric shock after puking on that. Anyway, um, moving on to gaming. Let's talk Battle Royale, boys. I know we love a good Battle Royale. Me and Smave have definitely played a few together. I know Baz has probably dipped and dipped his wick as well. Um, let me just set the scene on what a Battle Royale is and then we'll give some conversation about it. So, uh, a Battle Royale game. Google tells me it's a video game genre that blends survival exploration and scavenging elements of survival game with last man standing gameplay. What it really is, is a map with loads of people versus each other that gets smaller and smaller until you have a winner. It is the Hunger Games of video games, right? My first uh, play of it was like a H1Z1 kind of vibe. Um, showed to me by Smave. And then, obviously, we've got Player Unknown Battlegrounds, PUBG, obviously. Minecraft and Armour 2 had aspects of it before. Uh, then it blew up with Fortnite dropping, free-to-play Fortnite, 400 million players worldwide. Um, smashed PUBG out, out the fucking park. And then, recently, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is uh, you've only gone and got a new game now called Apex, which has dropped 25 million downloads in the first day. Um it's looking to be bigger than Fortnite going forward. Fortnite's numbers have now dropped significantly since it came out. Um, you've seen Call of Duty bring it out now in their game. They got rid of they got rid of campaign and dropped it uh, in their games. I mean, what? Let's start with Smave. Do you like battle royale games? Do you see the benefit for them? Why are people loving battle royale so much right now? Um, I think it's just because it was. It was kind of a new concept, wasn't it? I mean, I know like H1Z1 have been doing it for a while, but I don't think it, it took a bit of time to catch on. Yeah, because yeah, PUBG was like where it really caught on, I think. Like it was H1Z1 done it and people liked it. And then PUBG came out and everyone was loving that. That kind of blew it up because then you get competitors. And that's when Fortnite jumped on and they added their version of it. And they were like, Oh yeah, we'll just do the same, like, but we'll do our own version of it. And the building aspect in that sent people crazy. That blew up massive. 
and it, it's because it's graphically like animated right it's like like kiddie style so it it, give, it goes to that audience and they and they do all these microtransactions and you can like get your little floating umbrellas and stuff i don't know i've never played it to be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing a different game here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but like um i think it's going to die out eventually because the new one's what apex legends i literally that just turned up out of nowhere for me i had no idea i just heard loads of, i just kept seeing people talking about it i was like what the hell is this and i realized I was like, oh, it's another battle royale but like it's like Call of Duty, like that was massive, and every year they brought a new game out, and every year people loved it. But eventually, people got bored, and you need something new. So I think it's I think it's good right now for game companies making, like jumping on the bandwagon, like Call of Duty, Fortnite. Now, who makes this? EA. Yeah. So, um, Respawn, who you've probably heard of before, Respawn Entertainment. Um, yeah. They're making games like I can't remember off the top of my head. Titanfall, uh, mate. Yeah, Titanfall. Titanfall, exactly. Yeah, Titanfall. Um, and then obviously it's made by it's published by EA as well. Yeah. Yeah. Same same universe as Titanfall as well, by the way. Um, so it has that relation. Uh, and again, it's free to play using the battle royale format. The difference is the class is a hero shooter, so instead of you being your own character and doing your own character up. You've got an Overwatch-style character selection where each of your character has different abilities, uh, but then you pick that character and then go into a Battle Royale format, which, again, is something different to what other people have done, to be honest. Maybe you could call that its Fortnite ability, uh, which makes it different to the other ones. What do you think about Battle Royales, Bazo? Are you a fan? Have you played much of yourself? Uh, My only real experience with it um, is PUBG. Sort of When PUBG first came out, I I did play that for a bit. Um, but I can, I, I see, I see the appeal, but it's not something that I would personally sort of seek out. I would say it's a natural evolution from, if you look back, like Smave said, we had, we had Call of Duty, which was popular for a long time. Uh, we had Overwatch, um, come out, which, you know, in its heyday, racked in a lot of, a lot of players was very popular. And then you have the other scene, other side of the scene, which is MOBA. If you amalgamate all of these, you get this survival type battle royale experience, which is where... The majority of the direction is going now. Um, I I honestly thought it would be a flavor of the month thing, and I'm surprised it's lasted as, as long as it has. Um, in terms of evolution, though, I, it's one of those things where it will probably surprise me, but I don't really see the scope of where they could go with it next, uh, because yeah. th- there's only so far you can go, right? You, you can add new champions, you can add new weapons, you can add different maps, but the, the core gameplay loop is, is always going to be the same, and surely eventually people will get tired of that. Uh, to be the guy that has done this on the last three podcasts, let me bring some mental health stuff in for you to understand why the psychology works behind it. So Battle Roy- Royale games, as you boys have said, they should die out by now, right? It's been around for too long. I mean, we played, if we're honest, we played Free For All back in Call of Duty COD 4 days, which is just a mini version of a Battle Royale without the fact that the map's going closing, right? But you're still 1 yeah. versus 11 other players, yeah? Yeah, yeah? But the reason for it is... A couple of factors. Now, I've said this before. I think we discussed this on the first podcast. Um, check that out on Spotify. Uh, um, the fact that people now are getting more and more into the fact that they need uh, entertainment in the form of, I don't know, a high level of entertainment. So the fact of putting you in a vulnerable state of like, oh, shit, I'm on my own. I'm in the middle of a map. I don't know where anyone is. I'm sneaking around. 
and the map's closing on me like that gives you that feeling of vulnerability but also you know your adrenaline's pumping every time you want to win and also for, when it comes to like esports environment it's probably one of the easiest games to turn into a competition and pay people for apart from like you said mobas and things it makes people people love this kind of oh me versus everyone else see if i can win and be the top dog I mean, when me and Smith played it 2v2 people, I fucking loved it, if I'm honest. Like, becoming the best two people on that map, it didn't really matter what I was playing. Like, H1Z, when we played PUBG, we played like it was just winning, I guess. It doesn't matter what environment you're in. If anything, actually, the psychological um, thought behind it is just put me in the map of any game and we'll see how well we do. I think that's what made us love Call of Duty as well, right? If I'm actually honest, the only reason I stopped Call of Duty is because there was... 12 year olds playing it that would shoot me in the back in hardcore of a nuke a, a nuke do you know what I mean <laughs> like I would probably <laughs> still play it now like because that that esports environment of wanting to win being the best seems to be in you know is the competitive nature inside of us right so and but put it in an environment where it's you versus the world um I say hunger games because you know this could actually be a thing where like you know this could be a thing for the future of actual sports. Like boxing could do this in terms of you become the boxing virtual character, right? Or like, I don't know, it, any, like this could happen basically is what I'm saying. There's, there's psychological reasons behind it. And people, so I get your guys' opinion on this. People are saying they reckon this will be around for the next 10 years in different formats, if yeah. not longer. Yeah, Four yeah. billion combined digital revenue right now and the rest. I think it also falls into that category of uh, looter shooter, right? Where it feels good to to complete a match and get you know experience points and leveling up and unlock new items, um, and it's the the sort of anticipation and joy of what you're going to get from that crate. You know, back to the loot crate argument. You know, whether they're whether they should be in games, whether they shouldn't be in games. It, there's still the fact that they provide a sense of, I guess, accomplishment. You could say. Uh, and it and it sort of goes you on to keep playing that next game, next game, next game. Um, I hundred percent agree. Smith died in ten seconds. We go straight back in. Like... Exactly, mate. But that's that's also the the ease of access, right? Yeah. You can just jump yeah. straight back in. There's no you know waiting around for matchmaking, none of that. Bing, straight into another game, back on it. Um, I yeah, I hundred percent agree. It'll still be around, still be around in some form for years to come. I'm just surprised that it's it's stayed in this relatively same sameish format for the time that it has yeah yeah so uh, i think yeah it's definitely going to stick around i mean you've got like Baz has said earlier i don't know how many more unique approaches they can take to it um i feel like they're definitely running out i think that like more maps would be a good idea but then again you know pubg have tried that i've added more maps in and it's good, but in a way that one of the things that people complain about is, you know, running for like half an hour and then seeing one bloke. And dying. Yeah, and then dying and just being like, really? It's running simulator. You know, it's, <laughs> um, but and then again, it's, it's, you'll be surprised how much, because you would think, when, especially like when you watch the streamers, because if you look at, if you like don't follow them, religiously and you just pop on every now and again and they're always playing like summer like Fortnite, and you watch them and they're like you, you go and they're always doing the same thing they're just 
they're either winning or they're dying and rejoining the same game. It's the same map over and over. It's just rinse and repeat. And it's surprising how much people uh, don't get bored. They can just do that over and over and over again. Where I feel like, you know, like with COD, like back when we played it, eventually you had like different maps. So like each map you had different tactics for. So it kind yeah. of broke it up. If you had one map, like, I don't, again, I wish I knew more about Fortnite because that's a good, like, I don't know anything about Apex Legends, but is, is, I think there's only one map, right? Like, I think I, so, yeah. I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think there might be only one map. I'm like, you're just going to go to the same goddamn place every time, right? You, could, you just get a routine. I suppose the risk off. is, well, the risk and reward is, you know, when you fall into the map, you might end up spawning in the wrong place or, I don't know, accidents happen. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you can explore. They keep adding. St- I think they add stuff to the map. So, like, they add new yeah. areas. Um, Different weapons. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know how long it. I guess it will go on for a long time. It just seems. It just seems like it's gonna. It should die out. It definitely seems like it should die out. I guess you could argue that 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 gives credence to the success of their gameplay loop, right? They've found something where people are willing to continue to go over and over again, even if it's in the same map. It provides a fresh enough experience, I guess, because you're going against different people every time. Something yeah. different can happen every match. Uh, winning as well, right? Being top dog. Like, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You need a ranking system as well, right? I would say. Exactly. This is, I think this is the prime example of eSports kind of like, you know, being the best that it could be. This is the yeah. prime example of that, right? Yeah. Because you'll be looking at stats and stuff like that. If, it, if you were doing it for nothing, if it was just like, you know, the old uh, normal free for all. You're just doing it over and over again, and you're not really, you're not really getting anything. But if you've got like a ranking system, you move up. You go like, you know, what do they do? They do like platinum, diamond, all this shit. If you add that in, I, I, I think it's probably has got it. It probably has got that aspect into it now. You do that, you're always, you're always chasing something, and then you've got season ends, and then next season you want to get to the top, and you're always progressing. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just talk about the best players out there right now. Like, you know, they're moving from CS:GO and Call of Duty to these these battle royale games. You know, I don't want to keep mentioning Ninja, but obviously he got big from it. He's dropped a lot now, but he's got big from it. A lot of other people have as well. Like you said, there's people that you may follow on Twitch that have probably tried it or YouTube. Um, They said in 2018. Uh, business insider, business insider, sorry, came out with a stat that it made over two billion battle royale games in 2018. Um, it's already went on its way to being more than that in the first two months. A projected uh, projection, sorry, of 20 billion made in 2019 wow. uh, from battle royale games. Um, you know, I, I don't need to repeat, but Fortnite and PUBG are big ones out now. With COD Black Ops 4 obviously joining the party now, and Apex Legends. 25 million registered players in the first, I think, three days, sorry, which is madness. Uh, companies are jumping on it. And the biggest point I need to make here as well, this is the next point I want to make, not only are they obviously addictive, but Fortnite, one of the biggest games ever right now, uh, in the, I think in the history books, and now Apex Legends are both free to play with microtransactions. That's working, boys, right? That model right there is working. For sure. And I think it, it would be crazy to not sort of, give some um i suppose highlight to the the social aspect um that's probably one of the biggest driving factors right 
talking about going back to the last podcast, we were talking about crossplay um, and sort of social interaction in gaming and how multiplayer games are becoming the sort of driving force behind the medium now. Um, getting on at the end of the day and being able to jump into a, a game that you can chill out with with your mates, it's probably a big selling point as well, right? There's there's so many people out there that would much prefer to just maybe have an hour, even half an hour, just with uh, a couple of mates from work or even school, jump into a couple of games, get it done, and you know move on. Um, and I think that's that's probably one of the biggest sort of selling points of games like Fortnite is the social aspect. Yeah, I like. I, I think it's a great idea, especially this free to play thing, because they make they make so much money from microtransactions. They make loads, and uh, so it's not like they're losing out. I wonder if they actually make more money than if they, if they. Yeah, I would say they they probably do. Yeah, I mean, if, how many people out there want their character to look really, really good, or they put out a special skin? Fortnite yeah. brought out Thor's, not Thor. We're talking about um, Thanos's glove, right? Yeah, people bought that in a fucking heartbeat. Like, yes, yeah, true. Yeah, they probably make more money, and then you've got the benefits of the fact that you can just play it for free. I think it's a great. I actually think it's a great idea, even though I don't play them that much. I do think it's a good. It is a good thing, and like Baz has said, it's a good social thing, and it's easy to pick up, and you can jump on. You can jump on for an entire night, or you can just jump on for half an hour. You know? it's, it's the definition of plug and play, right? Yeah, it's it's a good thing right now. I, I'm tempted to try Apex Sessions just because it's free, and I don't even I don't know anything about it, but I mean it's tempting. It's tempting to give it a go. The things that we love and probably miss and nostalgia about right now with Call of Duty is the fact you get a team of five together and play Search and Destroy and be the best team out there, right? Mate, I love like, those days. And the reason why, I lo- the only reason I actually stopped playing PUBG, uh, and probably you probably almost the same as maybe, is that it was just the servers were laggy as fuck and the graphics weren't that great. Yeah. If you gave me a console-style stability, me and you may have played twos on that for a long time. Like there's there's things like that that being if they did four player battle royale, like teams would go in there all the time. It's like the ultimate team deathmatch, right? Like yeah, like that stuff would be an esports wise. I know I keep bringing it back, but that's amazing. I mean, I'll give you a stat right now. Turtle Beach obviously make headphones and microphones for gaming. They increased over two hundred percent in net revenue um, in comparison to two thousand seventeen and two thousand eighteen because they sponsored battle royale games. And people that played it, and they made two hundred percent more revenue because of battle royale games. Yeah, it, and that's it's... madness, right? The esports is taken off anyway. It's probably a, a you know something to chat about in a future podcast. But these games, as well as sports games, are the foundation now of where sports in general are going. Esports is going to be the biggest, second biggest sport in the world now behind football. But these are the these are going to be around for that at least, right? Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh... It's good. It gives us potential as well. With uh, there's so much potential in gaming now compared to what there was like a few years ago. Now, with Twitch, with YouTube, with esports, I mean, if you if you find your talent, like you said, other streamers have done it. But if you find your talent in a game and you're you're not anyone famous or tried before, you push yourself out there. You, like you could get you could turn it into a job and make money. Yeah, and it's great for that reason. For sure. So let's get your last opinions then, boys. Would you, you know, I mean, Smay have said then he's potentially going to try Apex Legends out. I know we don't, we, you know, we're quite open about saying we don't necessarily play it anymore, but is it a benefit to the gaming genre? And would you potentially try it out in the future if games like Battlefield decided to do it or, you know, a new COD that looked tasty? Would you boys try it out? 
I think so, mate. I, I would never knock something before I try it. The one thing I'd say is, obviously, you don't want it to get to a point where the majority of developers are trying to railroad this type of gameplay into into their games. I, I don't think that will happen. I think there'll always be a place for diversity in gaming. But um, no, I would, I would 100% give it a go. I'm up for giving Apex Legends a go, for sure. Yeah, same here. I, uh, I'd give it a go. I think it's, I think it's a good approach for, for gaming right now. I, I'm worried that for the repetitive side of it, like I said earlier, and it might get boring, but it, we were probably right in what you were saying. It's going to be around for 10 years plus, and it'd be worth getting into. See, we might be virtual reality in there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that would take it. That would, that would be addictive, wouldn't it? Holy shit. Um, all right, cool. So big thumbs up from us right now when it comes to Battle Royale. Um, I actually think watch this space because I think this thing is still going to blow up um, even further than we've seen right now. Uh, and I want to give a slight shout out to EA for, for the first time ever making it in a free-to-play game and actually using microtransactions for the right reasons. Congratulations. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Right. <laughs> that moves us swiftly on to the culture section. And Baz has found another article for us to talk about. What is it, Baz? <laughs> so lads <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the working week shall we so oh. we, we've all we've all got to a wednesday and Happy we've all thought day. you know what fuck this i want to be at home i want the weekend to already be here um a lot of a lot of businesses are now starting to look at a four-day working week so what that means is effectively you would have three days off they don't necessarily have to be in a row um, but obviously Saturday and Sunday would be the staples and then you could have, you know, Monday off, Wednesday off, Thursday off, whatever suits you. Um, just to give you a little bit of background on this. So the EU working time directive uh, actually sets a time limit of 48 working hours a week. And we are one of the only EU members currently that allows workers to opt out of this and work longer hours. Um, so it's a practice that a lot of trade unions have actually argued has been subject to widespread abuse by employers. Um, more than half a million workers currently in the UK uh, were signed off with work-related stress or anxiety last year, um, and that actually amounts to 12.5 million working days lost. Um, so, Thanks, Maeve. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, cheers, Maeve. <laughs> uh, so the, the four-day working week doesn't necessarily mean, you know, 40, 40 hours over four days. It doesn't mean cramming in a five-day week into a four-day week. It's looking at reducing the number of hours as well as the number of days. So the biggest argument that people put forward now is we're, we're living in an age of technology um, where so many things are automated and so many things are at the point now where they should, in theory, require a lot less human interaction. So why are we not benefiting from this? Um, so... The things I wanted to discuss about is, do you think it would work, number one? Um, and also, how well do you think it could be implemented if, say, for example, the bigger companies started taking it on board? So you could see knock-on effect in terms of perhaps less um, or, or shorter opening times for, let's say, something like customer services, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So first of all, do you think it would work and why? Go, yeah. on, go on, Crafty, give it, give it a go. Smeed was about to go in there, so I felt it. Like, I cut, I cut, I cut it cut in Cleveland. Like, he sat there screwing right now. He was my cop at one Absolutely point. Absolutely cut me. <laughs> That's his four-day week. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, I've got a couple of good points on there. So, would a four-day week be good? Yes. Pipe <laughs> employees will be dealing with it. 
I will be giving them four day weeks. But there's a couple of real life examples. So I work in retail. I'm not going to tell you where because I don't want my uh, my stalkers to find me. But on a Sunday, we work shorter hours. And one, the team are more fresh. Two, we get more done because it's in a shorter time, obviously, and we just, we're just more on it. Um, and the day goes quicker, which might sound silly, but mentally that just feels better. And there's other examples of, you know, I mean, this is an American thing. Shout out to our American fans. Um, there's literally companies out there now making money off you being able to take a nap in the middle of the day. I think Google have got nap stations in their, in their fucking offices. Like, it's all about reducing stress, right? And I think stress-related um, sicknesses, I mean, depression has been thrown around like, like freaking the next big thing. Like, this is one of the ways to look after people. Do I believe we become a bit more of a, uh, as I said in the first podcast, wet fish or whatever I call it ourselves, wet wipes? I do, because it's, you know, this, you know, our lives are built on the fact of hardworking people. But look, do I believe you should work four days a week? Yes, but I think you could probably spread your week in a, I think it's better, you need to be better with your time more than anything, personally. Yeah, so I would say, first of all, 100%, um, I think the efficiency, the argument is the efficiency would increase because people would be under less stress. Um, and if we're all honest, there's probably working five days a week, there are hours in your day when you're sitting there and you could be much more productive than what you are. But because your mindset isn't right or, or your mind's not in gear, you're probably not producing the output you could be. Um, so just to give you a little bit more background uh, before I, I pass it over to Smeev, who I, I very rudely cut off earlier. <laughs> um, so the UK productivity actually lags seriously behind a lot of our European uh, counterparts um, who actually tend to work fewer hours than us. Um, and France actually recently made it illegal uh, to expect workers to answer emails out of hours. Um, oh, uh, that's and why it, they're not getting back to me. <laughs> mate, your, your French cousins over there, they're, they're doing oh. you down. Um, and the average French worker actually produces more by the end of a Thursday than their UK counterparts do in a full working week. Wow. Smave, give me your opinions, mate. Just we. <laughs> yeah, um, I like the idea of four days. I think that with a with a company that you know what people are going to do straight away if because you're going to need people working all of the days so you're going to have to do what you said they're going to have to split it so someone's going to be like oh yeah i have like saturday and sunday all have saturday and sunday and then some people are going to have monday some people are going to have like friday everyone's going to want friday and monday aren't they because they're going to want that long weekend that three-day weekend yeah 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 so they're going to have to have like a first come first surfing or draw straws and who's got the smallest penis. <laughs> I don't know. Straws. But yeah, you know, it's Damn something. It, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to have to do something to get it to work because otherwise they're going to have like, they're going to be like, oh, no one's coming in on Wednesday. Um, <laughs> I, I suppose you could have like a rotation system, right? Where yeah. everyone, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good shout. Either way, even if it is a rotation system, either way, it's, it's only rotating one day. Because that's the thing is those rotation systems are annoying if it's all of your, your, you know, if you're doing like four on, four off, it's just there's an extra day. So you're always going to be like, oh, man, I'm working like two weekends in a row and I can't do anything. So if you keep the weekends off and you just rotate that one day, you still get the benefits. And it makes sense to me. At the end of the day, I feel like we're moving forward now. And with all the social media stuff that we talked about already and they're showing Instagram just shows how good life like you know people show about how good their lives are 
when they've got money and how much time they have. I feel like we should all have a bit more time nowadays. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. And I mean, it comes back to the argument of we're in a, a, a time period now where surely, uh, you know, we, we were just talking about VR and AR and how far technology has progressed. Surely we should be at a point now where we can start to, I suppose, reduce the time spent at work um, and start increasing the time, uh, you know, spent on personal development, uh, you know, doing things we enjoy and actually living life. Um, surely we've, we've earned that after coming as far as we have with technology. Yeah, definitely. Like, another thing, that's what you were saying, is there's a lot of things that can be done now by machines. Automation, not, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, we're not required as much as we were before. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be working that much. We, we spend so much of our time working, so much time. Like, it just ties you down. You would do so much more if you had a bit more time. For sure, for sure. And it, it's not only that, it's going back to the, to the view that people become burnt out they'll, they'll get to a point where you, you can push them as far as you want and you can make them work overtime you can make them work five even six days a week but their productivity is going to hit a cap and then it's going to start you know falling down a, a ditch basically um so it, it seems counterintuitive to have this uh almost mentality that we we should work these long hours and it's almost expected you know nine yeah. to five is what is in most people's contracts but they always feel obligated to go above and beyond you know, that extra time with, with no pay, uh, you know, do, doing a, a, a bit here and there on weekends. It's crazy to, to think about the, actually the mentality of the majority of the workforce out there um, when it comes to the work culture that we currently live in. Yeah. Well, if you're, exploitation, isn't it? Yeah. If you're, if you're a person that's driven as well, like, you know, some people love to work ridiculous hours. Go ahead. If you want to work. For sure. It, for sure. For it. sure. But for everyone else, the baseline should be reduced. <laughs> <laughs> no different to cramming a million chickens in a in a in a in a house to gain more more chicken and more eggs, right? It's the same mentality of let's just make human beings work six days to get more out of them because we make more money that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? It's just our attitude, isn't it? Our attitude as a human race is like let's just do more, and that will yeah. just get more done. Like without the consequence we never think about the consequences i don't know i do believe four days of hard-ass work will get more done than there's also that thing of i don't know if you boys are like this but procrastination right if i know you know you've got to get something done by wednesday you know you're probably going to leave it till wednesday if you had a four-day week and you need to get it done you get it done i don't know i mean i know four and five are not too different but i just think it might increase productivity much more like there, there's more of an impetus to get stuff right, yeah. done right because you like yeah. you have a short amount of time to do it i guess um feel after a week off as well do you know what i mean like exactly yeah i i mean some of the the arguments put forward were there may have to be a slight reduction in you know holiday allowance or the day may have to go on an extra half an hour um but i think a lot of people would be willing to make that sacrifice because work seven if you give me three days off Exactly. And, and like, we'd laugh about that. But realistically, having three days off and what you could do in those three days, um, I think it's invaluable. And it's something that I, I believe it will probably take a long time to set in because our work culture is so uh, ingrained in our country at the moment. But it's something that sh should definitely be at the forefront of a lot of businesses because it could be argued or it, it should be argued that People and workers are the, the most valuable commodity, right? If they're not happy, then they're not going to be producing the best work. So it reflects on the business. Yeah. Keep, keep a threat. That's how you do it. You keep a threat. You go, oh, oh, 
I mean, if we can't, if we can't handle the work, though, we'll have to go back to five days. That shit will get, that shit will get done. Yeah, you watch yeah. it get done. <laughs> I'll be like, ah, oh, no. I'll go to six. Back in the day. <laughs> yeah. You start getting old people going, back in the day, I worked five days. Yeah, literally. Oh, you don't know what work is. You <laughs> <laughs> know what work is. Yeah, worked a Friday in your life. Black lung. Like, <laughs> granddad, you worked in an office. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I don't know what the Fridays were like. <laughs> Black lung from the printer ink, mate. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. so, so, talking more about, I suppose, the negative side. Do you boys see any potential drawbacks that that we could, that we could experience from this? You know, anything that may be something that's being overlooked at the moment because it it seems like such a good idea from the perspective of, of an employee. Yeah, I mean, Smith made a good point, right? Like, it would have to still be open all the time. Like, if I can't get things delivered on a Friday because fucking Greg's only working Monday to Thursday, like, do you know what I mean? DPD ain't closed down on a Friday. Do you know what I mean? No, like, I, sure, I think, sure. but I mean, that's the silly thing. Obviously, people work rotation shifts then anyway, but companies potentially would need to work out how it would work. It might actually create more jobs. Hey, let's not, you know, let's not throw that one out the window. It will. Fucking Smave, Smave can't work Fridays, but then someone can work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for example, like, I think, actually, let's just fucking do it now, isn't it? Where do I sign? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, I think with that positive, I need to say negative, and that is people. People are the negative. Yeah, 100%. Because people are lazy and annoying, and some people are put the effort in, and then other people you give them an inch to take a mile. They'll yeah. for three-day weeks next, do you know what I mean? Oh, mate, there'll be, there'll, there'll be people kicking off. I always will, and not there? It so, will be long, so, and people yeah, are Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I can see sort of like your argument that the expectation would become then – the four-day week becomes the normal week, right? And then people start complaining about, you know, oh, Thursday's, you know, can't wait till Thursday. Tuesday's such a shit day because it's the middle of the week. It literally goes down to a smaller version of what it was before. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, people just like to complain, right? So, yeah, yeah. But, but then, like Crash said, I think it would open more job opportunity windows. And then you might get those lazy, lazy assholes as well. It might actually get off their ass and go, actually, well, it's not so bad anymore. Right? No, it's not so many It's something days. much more accessible, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They might actually go out and work. And it, it caused, if it, if it was like a trending thing and everyone just started doing it all at once, it would cause everyone to talk about it and then people would be getting jobs. The same as people vape. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting a job is a trendy <laughs> thing now, mate. Yeah, it, and, people, and, and people would be talking about it and go, oh, yeah, you know, got a job, innit? <laughs> <laughs> not to be an old man about it, but like money would have to change, right? Because like per hour would have to change as a full timer right you work 37 and a half hours on average i mean i know baz said 48 hours potentially more but you know you would have to if you what would be full time then four days but then four days would have to be enough money for you to live like so so interesting point on that a a lot of the companies who adopted it at the moment um so to to name drop a few uh, radioactive pr and advice direct scotland are keeping the the wage the same um, but decreasing the time. So, as an example, you would be working those four days, but you still get the same salary as you did when you were working five. Oh. Uh, in, in my job, actually, I just thought there's certain Scotland, jobs... did you say? I might move up there. <laughs> Scotland. Um, no, in certain jobs, actually, it, wouldn't, it might not work. So, like, for instance, it wouldn't work in uh, like jobs where they need all the people. You can't just go, you can have today off. Like, if a number of people have the day off, you're down a number of people, so you need to employ more people. So if the pay is the same, 
there's a lot of places out there where there is just more money that has to turn up out of nowhere. For sure, that. yeah, yeah. We did overlook yeah. that a little bit. We did no, overlook that's, that. that. That's very true, especially sort of like emergency services, public services. Um, like you said, if, if they're keeping the wages the same, then in theory, there's no money that's being freed up to supply those new jobs. It's so just, it would literally get to the point where services are reduced, right? Yeah, it's just less people. Or it's the case where they have to have the people to make up for the people that are off. That's more people in employ, that's more money out of their pocket. And I don't think there's a lot, there's a lot of companies that won't be so happy about that just for you, just for you to be able to sit there and watch Jeremy Kyle. <laughs> you probably get rid of paid, you'd have to get rid of, well, actually, they might get rid of salaries and start paying per hour then. Or the Could flip be. side, get rid of per hour and start paying just smaller salaries i don't know but like i mean an, an interesting idea would, would be that you could opt into it i suppose so you could opt into the four-day working week um but obviously you would, you would reduce your money yeah yeah um obviously a lot of people would initially jump on that but then they've got to consider whether they can live on the reduced salary yeah or they could just increase the hours and jobs where they have to they have to have it done. They could just do that. They could offer them a, an option of just adding an extra like hour, an a, extra hour and a half on their day or something. I again, I would take that. For I would, sure, I, I, I would, would work eight to seven if I was allowed to get paid the same wage. So, yeah. so maybe a better uh, argument would be: Would you prefer flexible working, where you know five days is still the norm, but you, you sort of clock in and out? Say you could clock in at ten clock out at seven that type like of thing your own hours yeah exactly yeah yeah obviously again it'd be very difficult because you've got to base it around business hours but that would perhaps be a more suitable option in terms of pay because yeah. obviously they couldn't free up the money to, to hire new employees so yeah i don't that's, know i again i don't know if that work i because i mean today if i had that option today i would have clocked out at eight <laughs> walked in start i really ain't feeling it today <laughs> It just woke up a clock. <laughs> That's why I was about to say, yeah, you have to work thirty-seven and a half hours, but you can do it how you want. Like, yeah. I'll do an hour on Thursday. And I'll do fucking. I'll do twelve hours on Wednesday. Like, just, just buy a stack of energy drinks. I'm doing a twenty-four hour. <laughs> I'm doing a twenty-four. Yeah, I think some job environments, though, you're right. Work like you know, public services, etc. Emergency services, probably not, but office environments for sure. Like, you can I think definitely. We're, we're, yeah. yeah. Yeah, where, where the impetus is on uh, maybe a service that can be fulfilled by a lot of different people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that would work. Yeah. All right. Pipe dream, four-day work week. Coming maybe. soon. <laughs> Hire. We're hiring now. Yeah, uh, come, uh, yeah, we're paying in Haribo. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Make premium. If you, there, if you give me the eggs, mate, I'll be there. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you the hearts as well. Oh, oh cheers, you. mate. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, moving swiftly on from that one, before it starts getting a bit. Well, you're getting PG-13. Yeah, PG-13. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's time to place the comment. Insert tune here. Unpaused. Uh, it's Baz's turn <laughs> to. Uh, it's Baz's turn to lead. Place the comment. It's myself versus Smave this week. As always, let me quickly explain the rules. There are four areas that the thing can be in so we are using reviews here we're using amazon reviews steam reviews youtube comments and social media me and smave have to guess the platform that the said thing is on and then we get bonus points for guessing the item video or social media platform that is on uh is up to five or until bazaar runs out of things if we don't get to five and the winner gets to choose the comments next week who's excited 
I am. <laughs> Fuck me. The anticipation <laughs> is killing me, mate. Yeah. Baz is not. He's a... <laughs> He, he knows, knows he the comments. Yeah, exactly. He already knows. Fuck it. They better be good, Bazza, because Smave set a bar last there week. There are some solid ones in there, mate. Is there? Maybe what he read through him. I'm very... <laughs> right, what I've seen, the do not read. <laughs> <laughs> right, open that. <laughs> <laughs> he said, check this over, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> didn't read anything else, though. <laughs> Just that one thing. Checked it over, Baz. Yeah, good work. <laughs> Right then, Buzzer, when you're ready, my friend, you crack on. All right, boys, we'll start with an interesting one. So, Donald, I love you, but your nose has a camel toe. <laughs> Crafty will go to you first. How the fuck does the nose have a camel toe? That's the main <laughs> Donald, I, I love that. you, but YouTube comments. We have, we have a right answer. We have a right answer, lads. You're not supposed... YouTube. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, moving swiftly on. <laughs> Fuck it. You remember last week when I put a job in job out for a new a new host for place. We need comments. we need a new host, mate. We need a new host. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh, right, we'll, anyway. we'll, yeah, we'll, right, we'll right. strip that one out. That never happened. Start again. All right. The biggest question I get asked: Why do you have that? I simply reply. Why don't you have one? I then eat some grass and gallop away. Crafty. You know, hey. um, Amazon reviews. Maybe. Social media. All right, Crafty, you're right. <laughs> He's wet himself. <laughs> Amazon reviews, yeah. Galloping away on Amazon reviews, I was all right. Is it... Why do you have that? Is it a horse brush? Close, mate. Close. It's a horse mask. Horse mask on Amazon. Oh, fucking, that's a classic one, actually. All right, all right. Crafty's pulled ahead. Pulled ahead. Indeed. This is like anal, hard and painful. True, actually. You do you get used to it? Crafty. <laughs> Fuck's sake. YouTube comment. Smooth it. This is like anal. <laughs> hard, hard and what? Hard and painful, yeah. but you get used to it. Oh, I'm going to go YouTube as well. Lads, you're both wrong. It's oh, Steam review for Dark Souls. Oh, yeah, I should look at that. That's, that's, that's good. I thought that was quite an quite, uh, apt one, mate. I thought that, that fit quite well. Yeah. All right. Simply put, it ruined my life. Social media. Steam. We have one right answer. Smave. Yes. Pick the game. Uh, Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> what was bit, of, bit, of an obscure, bit of an obscure one, lads. It's Crusader Kings 2. Oh, I would never. <laughs> hey, you've, got, you've clocked in 125 hours on that. That's a four-day work week, at least. <laughs> right, lads, we've, we've pulled level. It's one all. Everything to play for. This is gripping. Ignore the first question. Let's carry on. <laughs> Not clear. Burnt down my house and married a goat. <laughs> Fuck, you know. I swear I've read this on Smave's fucking Tinder. <laughs> I got my Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, YouTube comments. No, oh, i got to mix it up and say uh, Amazon. Crafty, mate. You are the right. 
Can we guess the video? Fucking hell, this could be anything in it. Can you repeat can you repeat the comment? I can repeat the comment, mate. <laughs> Not clear. Burnt <laughs> down my house and married a goat. Fuck me. Um how to make a candle. It was actually tips for making a pizza. Tips for making oh. a pizza, mate. Oh. Party's oh, pulled ahead. It's two one. It's two one up. Right. I read this before going on vacation and wasn't able to find my cruise ship in the port. My vacation was fucking ruined. <laughs> Crafty. Amazon reviews. Amazon. 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 Can we guess the book? It is a sailor's hat. A sailor's hat. Go on, Smith. I'll try and guess the book. <laughs> did he see <laughs> book, did he? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't even realise. <laughs> I heard a boat, that's all I heard. It is a book. <laughs> oh my god, he literally, he literally, I literally said, said, can you guess the book? He literally <laughs> said. <laughs> Crappy. The name of the book is The Sailor's Hat. Yeah, I know. When you it's it. actually How to Avoid Big Ships, mate. But, yeah. All right, we'll give Smith that one. All right, so, three to crafty. Why am I even here? That's what I'm saying right now in my head. I was looking up a Christmas song. Why am I even here? I was looking up a Christmas song. Right, you just answered your own question, mate, yeah? Come on. Social media, YouTube. Smave, you're right. Yeah, that's a YouTube. Give me the video. Oh. Uh, man shuts the door for three hours. <laughs> Solid guess, mate. It's actually Hippo has explosive diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> right, Smave's back in the game. It's three all. Oh, you know, he's gonna run out of comments in a minute, isn't he? I got I got a couple more lads. As long as I don't ruin them. Okay. My wife asked why I carry a gun around the house. I said fear of the NSA. She laughed. I laughed. The Amazon Echo laughed. I shot the Amazon Echo. <laughs> Amazon reviews. Smave. Um, social media. Smave's right. What, man? What, 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 <laughs> review, wouldn't it? what, what platform are we looking at, Smith? You, you could steal it here. Twitter. Boom, he's done it. Fuck off, this is rigged. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I literally gave you one. I said it was, what was the book? <laughs> and you still lost. I'm sorry. I'm well, you sorry. don't know how this is supposed to go. It's supposed to go in a rotation. Me, same, <laughs> me, same, you, man. That's how we're supposed to go. There we go, Les. I, I hope you enjoyed my rendition of giving away the answers. Uh, I'll be here all week. <laughs> That was so good. I know <laughs> the best start I've ever heard. So we've got a right answer. Now, Smave, you guess. <laughs> wow. Wow, Most it's, people let like that out, but I'm staying straight that, in that podcast. That meme of the dog when he's just sitting in the house on fire. Yeah, this is fine. This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to go with you, you Bazza. Fucking psychic. That brings us to the end of this week's place to comment and this week's podcast thanks very much for listening once again episode number three is being wrapped up join us next week for some more fun we may have a new place to comment host 
we shall see if these boys survive another week. Um, thanks for getting this far and listening. Again, check us out at our website or on our social media. Link is everywhere. We are everywhere right now. Also, check us out on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes Podcast, SoundCloud, and YouTube to listen to this podcast. If you're listening to this right now, you're probably already on one of them. Maybe go listen on another one. Leave some comments and reviews as well if you can. Any feedback is very much appreciated. And also any comments or questions you have, please let us know and we will answer them next week. 100%. You boys got any last comments you would like to say to the fans? Uh, I'm actually uh, available for any game show hosts, uh, jobs that are uh, going on at the moment. So if you want to hire me, hit me up. You know where I am. I have hair. I have hair. <laughs> um, Fair enough. I'm not just an egg. Uh, and, and I do like being here. <laughs> it enough. sounds like someone's got a gun to your head, mate. Yeah. Uh, All right. on, that, on that note, see you guys later. Uh, Crafty, did you get these uh, those adult diapers you were looking for? Uh, shitty situation, mate, really. I couldn't find them. Shame.